you know, you know, my mom says to me, right? I love, my, I love my mom, right? This is what she says to me. The keys to a happy life. Don't get old and don't have children. Done. <laughs> I'm like, right? I'm like, I don't know how I should feel about that. Uh, my <laughs> other was uh, breastfeed my, my child in the bathroom. So <laughs> not not in the restaurant. I said, how about you go eat your food on the toilet? Right. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. But I mean, do you remember there there was a time, luckily we've kind of evolved, but there's hopefully in some cases, but there was a time where like that's where your chair and it wasn't like those nice big bathrooms, you know, you go into those hotels and they have like mm-hmm. a little seating area and then the bathroom area, but there'd be like a chair where you could go feed your child. Uh, I nursed all five of my kids, my 23 year old, perfectly fine, whatever. So you figured 23 years ago, my six year old, the most dirtiest look, snide remark, look at me sideways. Like, oh yeah, it's gotten way worse as time's gone on. Oh man. Bad. Yeah. What do you think? Society. Yeah. Just society as a whole moving towards the the sexualization of it. Like, it's not like I pull my parts out, Right. you know? I wear clothing that's double layered and I also have a cover over top of them, but just then sitting in a restaurant with somebody's snide remark, looking, staring. And I'll tell you this, <clears> my <throat> older children become very defensive because they understand we sit at home. It's much more a comfortable place. But if I'm in public, it's very much, what are you looking at? Do you, do, nobody stares at you while you're eating. They have to eat. Do you have a problem if she pulled a bottle out? No. And I'd have to be like, settle down. It's fine. Like, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers them, I think, because they get into defense mode of their sibling, of their mother, of, you know, the whole aspect of it. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, we were, I, I obviously didn't breastfeed my last four, right. but <clears throat> we were at a wrestling tournament over the weekend. And the woman in front of us, I moved three times to get away from this woman, and she just kept following me. And she had like three kids, which, you know, whatever, I like kids. So my 16-year-old sitting beside me, my eight-year-old sitting beside me, my five-year-old, and my husband, and she was breastfeeding. But, you know, they have those nice, like you said, those covers. We don't think anything of it. She did not use a cover. And the baby, and she just pulled her shirt up. And the baby proceeded. He was just, you know, doing his thing. He was, like, pushing her shirt up. Her shirt was, like, her whole breast Everything was out, yeah. And I have nothing against breastfeeding. More power to you. I was a bottle kind of mama, but that's me. My boys were so embarrassed because she's just talking and talking and talking. And it's just like, and I, and I said, so I had to have to talk with my kids, you know, Hey, listen, it's a natural thing. Some people do it. And my son, my 16 year old beat red sitting there trying not to look at her. She didn't think anything of it. And like literally her whole boob was out. And he literally just, my eight-year-old was, he thought it was funny. You know, he didn't. My five-year-old, I don't even think he noticed, but my, my 16-year-old was absolutely beat red and just wanted to die. And I said, you know, so she said something to me and I said, you know what? I, we don't care. But so many people wear those nice covers, like give him some privacy, give us some, you know, like give us a little grace, please, because now oh, my absolutely. 16-year-old is like that. So it's so funny you said that because I thought so many people now breastfeed, but they have those nice little blankets over them. And you don't see anything. And this woman just there for the world. And my poor 16-year-old was having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I, we can we can put Brewer on the spot. That may, be, <laughs> that may be kind of part of the being a 16-year-old boy sitting next to your mom. And in your head, the thought goes across, boob. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you ever like, uh, yeah, like I've, I've been sitting there with my mom and we're watching a movie and a scene comes on that's not desirable for me and her to be watching. And it's that Together, exact yeah. embarrassing. Feel. It's oh. the last place you want to be next to your mom in that situation. Um, right. Yeah. So, yes, I, I can vouch for the red face and the and the pain that your 16 year old was feeling. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But same thing with anything. It's the way that it's presented. You know, I was at, I was at our county fair. I mean, given, given the atmosphere and a mom, literally same thing as you, Jill, full frontal wide open and picked up her, had to have been like four year old, like chicken nuggets and French fries, you know, and proceeded to nurse them, holding on to them with just everything out, you know? And I was like, it, 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 it's just the way that it's presented, you know? There's certain ways to be modest and there's certain ways where some people obviously just don't care. And that kind of goes with anything, you know, but I myself would never allow myself to be seen in a way that I would be like, you know, yeah. Oh my, I don't want, I don't want somebody looking, <laughs> somebody looking at me. <laughs> I, and I can just say for, for me, that's just more of my body image. Like, you know, I went for, several years I went to a Catholic school. So, you know, that's just kind of my own like body image, but man, I wish that I was comfortable and confident enough to be like, no biggie, just feeding my kiddo. You know, I mean, I, I, I think that's, I think that's great. The more we can kind of normalize it, the, the, you know, the better off I think society kind of is as a whole, but you know, yeah, that's uh, (laughs) a, It's it's funny. I, I maybe it depends upon where you live, um, you know. But uh, I know in Europe, it's it's really like no big deal. Where here in the United States is well, it's funny. What Teresa was saying, like fifty years ago, was no big deal. Like it was just your. I feel like it, I mean that's my perspective. I have no idea. I'm not a mom, and I'm also 21. So I was so around 50 not years ago. And 70 like, years old. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so maybe my. I think that. No, go ahead. People just look for a reason to be offended anymore. So yeah. I just think it's, I just think it, yes, I was just going to say, I think it's people and their overabundance of opinions and that they love putting on people because I'll tell you this, and I'm sure you get it, Joe. I would walk around with my kids and be like, are they all yours? No, I just pick them up as I walk along and bring them with me. Like, yes, they're my kids. Oh, listen, people say to me literally to this day, are you done yet? Well, you're not paying for them. Don't worry about them. Like, why, like, why, why does it matter if I have six kids or twelve? Like, I don't understand it. Wow. Yeah, that's, I, that's I get all. Oh, and I walk around with all. And again, all my children are biracial, and I will walk around. And if people just see me and my kids, they don't think anything of it. And then they see my husband, who is white. I mean, you don't know. I could have met him last week. You don't know. <laughs> and they'll say, "Oh, they're they're beautiful. Where'd you get them?" Walmart. <laughs> No, yeah, hey, wait, like, wait a second. If Walmart is selling children, I am desperate to be a grandmother. So you just <laughs> let me know. Did you know that I have three fabulous grandbabies? Just yes, I thank you, you. Know. thank you very much. I think you already rubbed that in once. Okay, okay <laughs> <just let me> know. <laughs> I can show you a picture. Yeah, of there my you baby. go. Uh, <laughs> my baby, rub it in. There they are. Yes. Salt, salt in the wounds. Salt in the wounds. I think. I think that like. Parents are, parents are judged. We're judged. Like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, I've heard, I've heard parents now calling, saying to other parents, you're not like a, like a mother or something. If you didn't have a vaginal birth, if you had a C-section, like, uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. That baby comes out of you. 
No. Uh-uh. And you carried and, it for nine months or, and, you know. And also, like, I don't care if you love a child and you're there when they're crying and you're comforting them. You are a parent. You, if you are that person who is that constant for them, if you are the person who's rolling over in the middle of the night, you know, you can't sleep because you're worried about, you know, is your child going to go to the dance with the person who they want to go to? And do they have an okay day at school? And why are they fighting with their best friend? You are a parent. You know, we need to, we need to stick together more than, than, uh, than disagree. But my, my worst bit of parenting advice was um, don't drug your child. Now I will say, um, I agree. You should not drug your children. You should not be offering your children heroin or fentanyl or meth or anything like that. Do not do that. Um, but if your child needs medication, then with the you know guidance of a doctor, then you should provide your child with the medication that they need so that they could be healthy and happy and successful and not tortured. I, I can't imagine anyone saying to, you know, if I came into a room full of people and said, you know, we just found out my child has diabetes and people saying to me, well, don't drug your kid. Don't give them that insulin. That'll turn them into a drug addict. I don't know why we do that though, with like ADHD medication or depression or anxiety. I've gotten that one too, Christina. So, you know, and I think that's why there's, as a mom of a young child who was needing to be prescribed, you know, assisting medication by his physician, why it kind of stuck with me for a while that I was like, no, 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 no. Until finally I was like, you know what? I need to do what's best for him. He needs something to help him in the best way to be the best version of himself that he can be. And I tell you what, now I kick myself because now that we have found the group of what works for him, he's amazing. He's like literally the best little version of himself. And it, I'm upset with myself and listening to those stigmas and those things in which I'm like, he could have felt so much better within himself. And he's no different than what he was. He's like just the better version of him. Oh, that mom guilt. Yeah. Man, like we don't need anybody put putting mom guilt put on more. us. We get enough. <laughs> Cheryl, do you... What's your, do you have, do you have a, a piece of worst parenting advice you've been given? Um, I don't know. Some advice has been really good. Some advice was in one ear out the other. And I've always ascribed to the viewpoint that everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but they're not entitled to share it with me. So even... <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So, um... So some things I, and my husband laughs at me, actually loads of close friends to me laugh at me because I'm the queen of, oh, okay. You're entitled <laughs> to that. opinion, <laughs> And we don't have to debate about it. We have to continuously discuss it. Just, oh, okay. And moving right along. So, um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know that um, I can pinpoint anything. I think I've always kind of bristled when people say, oh, just let the baby cry. Mm, yeah um and to each his own you know what I mean but um there's a reason that the baby's crying it's a baby so maybe just check 
can't call you on your cell phone and say, hey, mom. I know. <laughs> like, you can't really articulate what's going on. So that one, I guess, I have bristled at. But I've, I've more so read that online. I don't know that anyone has specifically come to me and said, no, no, just let that baby cry. How about, how about um, oh, they're just attention-seeking. Uh-huh. What's wrong with that? I mean, if they need attention to to get something from you, like what what's wrong with them telling you what what they need? Like maybe we should listen. Um, the thing with parenting advice, and obviously again, I can't speak on it fully, but um, no, go ahead, share us. But yeah, let me give you guys advice. some advice actually on parenting, real quick, <laughs> uh, while I have you here. Um, but uh, advice in general, I mean, unless unless you are someone I deem especially not a random individual. If I'm out in public and you give me advice on something, I'm going to give the stigma of who are you to tell me to do this, you know? So as a parent, parenting is the hard. I can't even imagine being a parent. It's the hardest thing in the world, I'm sure. Um, you're constantly at battle with this decision or this decision. And then someone comes up to you, has the audacity to come up to you and goes, no, this is the decision. You're wrong. I mean, that would just, I would be so offensive. And I'm, I've seen my mom do it before. She's not keen to advice either when she's, uh, uh, parenting for young children and then someone comes up with their advice it's it's not, probably not the best decision so I always think advice parenting advice is such a touchy thing to even do you must feel really comfortable with a person like if it was my sibling I could tell them as a parent hey maybe try this right definitely not a stranger that's that's always such a a, a weird concept to me try being a pregnant woman well I <laughs> <laughs> It's it's so true. And I always feel like um, they have to live with that child. So who am I, you know, to give, unless the child's in danger, you know, in that moment, that's a different, you know, viewpoint, a different scenario. But um, yeah, to each his own, what might work for that household and that family, maybe it won't work in mine and that's okay. Absolutely. Okay. Every family dynamic. I'm sorry, Cheryl. Go ahead. No, it's true. Go ahead, Teresa. Every family dynamic, every child, every parent, every household, every single person, is, there's not, you know, they say the snowflake, there's not two that's the same. So here we are trying to put across the board what everybody should be doing, when honestly, it's what works for you. Like Cheryl said, as long as a child is not in danger, as long as there is no harm being inflicted in the household and the family, if things are working for them, why do we need to even butt in? Why do we need to butt in? And I, I just love that aspect of the work we do with families, with caregivers, is that we can help them to embrace the fact that they are the expert on their children. Exactly. You know, and yeah, we're there to maybe offer suggestions and maybe, you know, help them to assess the situation or provide a, a varying viewpoint. But just to give them that validation that no, you know your child best, you know, you know what they, what will benefit them the most in this situation. Don't never underestimate that aspect of you as their caregiver, as their parent. And piggybacking on what you said before, Christina, you love that child. You're there for them when they're crying, whatever title is attached to you. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of irrelevant. You are their caregiver. You know, I've, I've been called, I adopted my oldest daughter, married her husband, married my husband. And this was his daughter from a previous marriage. Her biological mom is deceased. 
And at one um, school meeting, the documentation I was presented had me listed as other. Oh, other. Mm. Mm -hmm. Nice. And and I said, did they make cards for that? When is Other's Day? <laughs> Other's Day. Happy birthday, Other. I, said, I, I think you forgot the. I think you forgot the M. Mother. And um, the teacher did not understand where her her mistake was, which was again comical. And I have, if you haven't noticed, when I am in a tense situation, I laugh. So she again mistook my laughter for <laughs> it being okay. And I'm like, I'm like you, Jill. Do I need to jump across this table? No. <laughs> um, I don't get advice from other people because apparently I'm not really a the approachable to yeah. give advice yeah. to. I love it. <laughs> so other than like my grandmother used to tell me if my kids didn't sleep, give them dime tap. But my kids are older, you know, and um, you know, dime tap was the good thing back then. Um, right. And and I've been told not to hold my baby so much. But again. My son is 28, 28 years old, 270 pounds, and he would walk in this room, hug me, kiss me, and still calls me mommy. And Aww. maybe that was from holding my son a lot. Too much. You know, so that, that's the only advice. But like I said, nobody's ever come up and given me advice, but I don't know that I'm really approachable looking. So. My grandma must have been from a different uh, decade because her uh, hers was whiskey or peach snot. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I hear whiskey a lot for my kids, but back then when Maddie and Caleb were little, it was dime tap. Dime tap was everything. <laughs> my grandma would always say, is that baby teething? Rub some whiskey or peach nuts on their gums. Like, their no, gums. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so I, hmm, I must've been the very old because it, in our family, it was brandy, blackberry brandy. But <laughs> I remember saying to my mom, um, but, you know, I was kind of teasing her and I'm like, I remember, or I have heard stories about when I was very little and I would kind of was learning how to walk. I'd kind of toddle over to my grandpa and I'd say, give me some, give me, give me. And he would give me a sip of beer. So, oh, me too. Right. Me too. So, um, I don't know, maybe that, maybe that explains a lot. <laughs> I don't know, but my uh, grandpa, when I was different you know, now, right? three to five years old, I can remember, he would always save that little like half inch from the bottom and give it to me as his bottle. Granted, it was probably a lot of backwash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> but, but back then to think, oh, let me hand this child some swig of beer. Are, yeah. are these the same people telling us not to drug our children? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <Right. laughs> Whiskey on their gums. Right. Here's some beer. Drink. Yeah. They don't need that medication. A little bit of peach schnapps on the lip should be just fine. <laughs> That'll fix them. That'll fix them right up. Oh, too funny. It's you know you got you gotta laugh. It's it's great. Uh, you know we think fondly back on our maybe fondly back on our our grandparents and stuff. But like they they were doing the best they they could with what they had. Absolutely. I guess we hope that in the future someone gives us that same. <laughs> that same grace of, ah, they didn't know back then. Yeah, that's why advice is so funny. Like, it's constantly changing. Thank you so much for listening to This Is Not What I Was Expecting. We hope this quick chat with a couple of our moms has made your day feel less alone in your parenting journey. As a parent, we know you don't have a lot of time in your hectic day, so we are happy you spent this time with us. If you want to stay connected with us, please visit us at paparentandfamilyalliance.org.